quite a weekend. Quite a weekend. You may not have heard the news because uh, nobody in the press is reporting it, but uh, we will tell you an amazing story coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, stand by for that. First, let me tell you about Built Bar. Flavor comes first. I, I grew up in a bakery, and that's what my dad said. Flavor comes first. Use real ingredients. People are going to eat something, and it's decadent. They would rather have it taste great and pay the calories later. Uh, well, here is Built Bar, which they've made something taste great, and you don't have to worry about the calories. The, the, I think the, the bar that has the most calories is like 180. Some of them are down to like 110 calories. They have, uh, they're loaded with all the stuff that you need, healthy, low-calorie, low-carb, high in protein, protein, high in fiber. It's Built, Built.com. Go get your Built Bars right now. Save 15% by using the promo code BEC15. They're really, really good. Built.com, promo code BEC15. Do it now. America, welcome to the program. Did you did you notice how bad things got for the president this weekend? Just about everything he touches. He's the opposite of Midas. He's more like the heat miser. Everything he touches just bursts into flames. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over his weekend. He had a bad weekend, but I will tell you there's 32 female soccer players from Afghanistan that had an amazing weekend the story behind the nazarene fund rescue this weekend can be told and we've been working on it since i think january 6th and finally it i'm oh, sorry january uh september 6th and finally finally it happened on sunday we'll give you the amazing story Oh, what a twisted tale this is. All coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me address the elephant in the room. Yes, I've gained weight, okay? Now, let's move on, can we? Let's talk about pain from uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor, sometimes our pain is caused by inflammation, and sometimes it we just let it settle in and we go for the long haul. And we just think this is the way it's going to be. No, I was there. I thought this is it. Now I have to adjust my life because I've tried everything I can and it's not going to work. Have you tried ibuprofen 800? Shut up. Yes. Relief factor is not a drug, but it, it calms the inflammation in your body. And it I don't know how it works, but it does. At least for me, it's 70% of the people who try it. Go on to order more uh, month after month after the three-week quick start trial. Now, if it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. But I want you to try it. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-583-84. I take it three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. So how was your weekend, Stu? 
Was it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. 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 What did you do all weekend? I watched a bunch of Little League games. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. much all my weekends yeah. all the yeah. time now. I went to go watch my son's football game and uh, and and pretty much before, a little during and uh, after. And then the whole weekend, I was on the phone with people in Afghanistan and people, uh, mm. people who were talking people down from the tree, you know, just like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> right. Um, some amazing things happened. We're going to tell you about that here in just a second, but... First, let me tell you about Joe Biden's weekend, uh, at least the parts he was awake for. Um, uh, General Kenneth McKenzie, the head of U.S. Central Command, announced the end of the Pentagon investigation that found the retaliatory U.S. drone strike in Kabul didn't kill anybody, any high, uh, high targets. No, no high value targets. No, not, not killed, not killed. Remember, this was the drone strike that was supposed to say enough is enough after they killed all of our Marines. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, it killed 10 innocents, including seven children and zero terrorists. That's good. That's but good. Other than that, was it a success? Well, General Mark Milley called the move righteous. Now, maybe, maybe he was like, "That's righteous, dude." Did you <laughs> see that explosion? Maybe that's what he meant. <clears throat> then the other thing, um, a couple of other things happened. Um, the FDA decided, yeah, the Pfizer vaccine booster. No, I, I don't. I don't think that we should um, authorize the the booster for 16 and, and older. I, I don't think so. So that looks like the booster shot that uh, President Biden's been yapping about. Yeah, and the science doesn't support it at all. Mm. I mean, they can, completely sorry, unnecessary. The science doesn't support a need the, for all huh. uh, all people to get a booster but shot. But wait a minute. I, I've heard from the White House, follow the science. Yeah, what, the science. This is the opposite. It's called leading the science. It's basically uh, going out in public okay. and saying, okay. telling people they need to get, mm-hmm. after eight months, a booster mm-hmm. shot mm-hmm. before it's clear. Mm. Okay. And telling them, when, mm-hmm. once it gets to eight months, mm-hmm. or just go get a booster shot. Just mm-hmm. go get a booster shot. Yeah. So don't that, have to do that. No, they, but, but the vote was close. It was 16 to two. Oh, so it was so really there close. were two well, on their side. Doesn't sound like the science is settled. No. Um, and uh, the third blow uh, for Joe Biden came from Stu. Let me ask you, who's our oldest ally? I mean, the oldest one. Great oldest Britain. One. No, we fought a war to get away from Great Britain. France. France. Yeah. If it wasn't for France, we wouldn't be free. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we pretty much stand by France. Stands, France stands by us. I mean, kind of a long history there. Uh, except the French just pulled their ambassador from Washington. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is bringing the world together, isn't it? Uh, we've got some great things. We're, we're blowing up innocent kids. Uh, and then lying to the American people about it. They knew this. This is why when they said, we had a high-value target, we got. Oh, really? Who was it? Uh, we can't say. Bill? They, they didn't have a high-value target. They had no. nothing. They had nothing. They were lying to you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They were lying to you from the beginning of the booster shot. Well, uh, science is, okay. well, uh, FDA, what do they know? And now, France. France just pulled its never has ever happened. France doesn't have a spine. Okay, they don't have a backbone. They found one because of Joe Biden. 
This is the second time we've pissed France off in like, what, eight weeks? What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, here's what we're doing. Um, We're sending planes to get, because there's a humanitarian crisis, at our border. We're sending planes to rescue the Haitians and bring them back home to Haiti. Now, that's really weird. That's really weird because there shouldn't be a refugee problem. Uh, they're in uh, they're in Mexico, uh, especially how did all these Haitians get here? Now, I'm guessing that most of them, you know, had already abandoned their country and had been going someplace else that was a little better. And then they heard, whoa, we can get into America. Let's go. But all of them, all of them at the same place. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Kind of weird. It's almost like, hmm, you think organized crime was involved in there? No, no idea how that happened. But don't, don't ask about it. Don't even think about it. In fact, there were only two reporters down there. Um, there were some senators that they took some pictures. And then I think there was Fox down there. Uh, they took some pictures. Everybody else, they were at the second in Tostada uh, in Washington, D.C., in tostada? In tostada. Mm. Yeah, it's not... It's like a hmm? Mexican dish? or Well, was... it's kind of like... You know, it sounds so cool that the Palestinians <laughs> have that big yeah, thing, you true. know. So this is the second in tostada, which is more North American. <laughs> okay. And uh, boy, oh boy, did they almost take over the government again. Um, in fact, there was, well, we can't say that he was arrested, but we know he was removed from the area. There was somebody packing a gun and they, they, man, they descended on him. I'm surprised they didn't grapple from a helicopter. They got him. They got him. Of course, he was an undercover agent. Uh, and you know, they, they, they always say, you know, after big things, you know, go down and, you know, everybody's safe. They're like, gosh, we couldn't have done this without the FBI. And I think that can be said about the whole march. Uh, just couldn't do this without the FBI. There wouldn't have been anybody there if it wasn't for the <laughs> FBI. Uh, and uh, we appreciate that. Meanwhile, while we were flying planes, the United States government could find the planes, get them off the ground, get all the permission on airspace and landing and everything else. They couldn't find a way to rescue Americans out of Afghanistan. Today, I am so happy to be able to tell you about, uh, and I'm going to share a letter with you that I wrote to the Pakistani prime minister and a letter that he wrote back to me. And I've, I want you to know there are many things that I believe that I shall never say, and I shall never say the things that I do not believe. Um, I you know, want you to read the letters carefully. Um, because things are not finished and there's a lot left to do, but I'm going to give you, uh, one of the stories that happened this weekend that I think is a kind of a big deal, uh, because there were about 32 girls that were on, uh, a rape list. I mean, they were the number one target for the rape list. And there are those people that um, uh, are marked to be raped and then beaten and killed for what they did. Uh, for instance, the, the women who are judges. 
And then there are those that are on the rape list because uh, who doesn't want to rape that every night? Huh? You know what I'm saying? That's who these girls were. Their life would have been hell. But because of you, they are free tonight and they are safe. It's an amazing story that covers five different countries. None of them involve the United States. It's a, it's a good story. Sad that we're on the wrong side, but a good story. And I want to share it with you in just a couple of minutes. First, let me take a quick break from LifeLock. Um, you see payment apps like Venmo or, or the Cash app. They're useful in paying for things. A lot simpler. You may want to adjust your privacy settings to prevent them from sharing personal information because a recent report found that payment apps share data, data users, uh, data uh, information with third parties, such as banks, fraud monitoring services, and even some share it with marketing firms. Just because something is easy doesn't mean that it's good and uh, is safe. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. Every day, every time we put our information out there, we go online, there's a chance somebody is going to take that and use it for something nefarious. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats. Not everything. Nobody can watch everything. But they'll send you an alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist, a whole team of people if you are a victim, to help you clean it up. Because that's I wouldn't even know where to start. Your stuff is on uh, the dark web. Sucks to be you. Click. No, LifeLock will say, let me put you in touch with our restoration specialist. They're going to help clean it up. It's 25% off right now for your first year with promo code back. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code back, save 25%. Now, lifelock.com, 10 seconds, station ID. So, I am... uh I am thrilled, and I honestly, there were days that I just didn't think any of this would happen, and a lot is still in play, but I can tell you one part, because they are safe, uh, one part of the, uh, the continuing saga of the Nazarene Fund. I can announce uh, today that 32 FIFA female athletes and their families, these are soccer, soccer players, um, we have the manifest. We we have gone with uh, FIFA has has helped uh, with making sure that we had the right people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I will tell you that they are safe in Portugal uh, today. Thank God. And thank you, Portugal. And thank you, FIFA. And there's a, a couple of other groups that I want to thank. Thank you to the delivery, uh, the deliver fund. They were responsible for communicating with the girls and getting their diplomatic paperwork for Por Portugal. Uh, I don't even know. Two, three weeks ago, we knew that there were several people on the ground that were marked on a, you know, brides list. And these girls were at the top of that list. And I called the Nazarene Fund and I said, we, we've, we, how do we help? Is there anybody looking for these girls? Uh, 
And there were, but they couldn't do anything. They couldn't get them out. We put them in uh, safe houses. And I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know how. I mean, when you hear the numbers of people in the end that have been through our safe houses, I, I don't even know how that is happening. It is remarkable. We had these girls and their families in safe houses all over the Kabul area. Got them to um, be in the safe house. Turn off your phone. Don't pay attention to anything. Just stay in hiding. A little bit like an Anne Frank story. Uh, and we will come and get you when the time is right. We have almost been at all of the safe houses. And once you go to a safe house and get them out, you can never use that house again. And we have, unfortunately, because of the State Department, burned state, uh, these safe houses many times. Because we'll get them to the airport and then the State Department will say, oh, you know what? Jeez, man, your paperwork's expired now, so you can't leave. And so we've been really hesitant to do anything because we've been burned so many times. We also, once this thing fell apart in Kabul, we knew we were in trouble. And then the State Department started screwing with us um, at the other airport. That's when um, we had a, a brainstorm. How do we get anybody to, to help? How do we, who knows anybody? Who knows anybody? How can we do this? So we had asked all of these uh, countries, and uh, the first idea was to get them to Uzbekistan, and we can get uh, we can get them to Uzbekistan. However, the U.S. ambassador to Uzbekistan blocked all of our flights, all of our attempts. All we had to do was land. You can't land a plane from Afghanistan anywhere else you can land a plane from Uzbekistan or from Poland it's like when I flew to Israel I was going down to South Africa you can't fly direct from South Africa or from Israel to South Africa they won't let the plane land so you have to stop in Egypt just sit on the tarmac for five minutes and then the plane is marked as coming from Egypt and you can go to South Africa okay it's a weird political thing so we had to get them to some other country. Well, no other country was willing to take them. No one was willing to have these planes land because the State Department has blocked us everywhere. We had it ready last week. We were going to Uzbekistan uh, and they blocked us. And I thought there is nothing else, nothing else we can do this. Sorry, two weeks ago. And, uh, and so then... Somebody said, what about Pakistan? And then somebody else logically said, Pakistan. Because there's really Uzbekistan, Iran, Pakistan. And you got to get permission to fly over airspace. And if the United States government is not doing it, what are you going to do? You're trapped. You're trapped. And you can't get them over a border. So, okay. So we reached out to the Pakistani prime minister and I just shared a letter um, online that I wrote to him, and I want to read it to you. I wrote, uh, Dear Mr. Prime Minister, at a time of great divisions in the world, 
I reach out to you as a brother in faith. Knowing you as a kind Muslim, my Christian faith compels me to write directly to you on a matter of human compassion, not religious ideology or national interest. As is widely being reported in the global media, my organization is leading a humanitarian effort to evacuate people from whom Afghanistan is no longer their home. This is, a, this is not a question of who won, who lost, but rather a humanitarian exercise to help the innocent victims in need. Mercury One had to put Mercury One because Nazarene Fund would make too many people, not the prime minister, but others that might see it uh, upset because then they'd say it's a Christian thing. Um, my organization is currently attempting to safely move those we are assisting onto Cam Air Airlines at Mazar. I've been unable to successfully do so at this time. Because of the hasty departure of many, not all have identification with them, but each of the passengers have been vetted and are suitable to participate in this humanitarian effort. Listen carefully. We have six planes and eight more to follow that we have chartered to take these innocent people to countries for safe harbor. I am seeking to do all that I can to assist them in relocating and resettling. This is not a political effort, and donations help these, Afghanistan, the, these from Afghanistan. They come from thousands of individual Americans who just want to help their fellow human being. However, many prominent leaders from America are invested in this humanitarian effort. Um, Congresswoman Jody Heiss, Barry Loudermilk, uh, Lauren Boebert, uh, Dan Muser, uh, Bill Posey, Tim Wahlberg, Pat Fallon, Brian Babin, Mike Johnson. They're all, all the congressional leaders and there are other notable political leaders involved as well. Some of my colleagues have reached out directly to one of your generals. However, I thought it critical importance to request this support directly from you as the elected leader of Pakistan. Your and Pakistan's assistant in this moment is something which America will never forget, regardless of which party is in power. Yours sincerely, Glenn Beck. Well, surprise of all surprises, I got, an, I got a letter back almost immediately. We'll continue to tell the story coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Tina lives in Arizona. She writes in about her dog Ollie's experience with Rough Greens. The first time I tried Rough Greens on Ollie's kibble, he turned his nose up at it. So I added some canned food. He ate everything. After that, he'd eat it just on kibble, no problem. He even even eat it out of my hand. So I guess he kind of likes it. He's a lot more active. Thank you, thank you, thank you from both me and Ollie. Tina, thanks for your story. Most dogs just tear into Rough Greens for the first time. They get some and never look back. That's what Uno did with Rough Greens. Uh, sometimes you have to be a little creative with it first, but we want to make sure that your dog gets this on his food. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on top of the food. It has vitamins, minerals, all of the things that your dog is missing, especially in dry kibble food. You can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out, just so you make sure that he will eat it. I don't want you paying for a whole bag. You get a small bag, and you just pay for shipping for free. Uh, the bag, and then when you know your dog is going to eat it and love it as much as Uno, then get a big bag of Rough Greens at roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. Get your free bag of Rough Greens now and see your dog's life change.
Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I never thought I would be uh, a guy that would be negotiating with prime ministers and talking to uh, people about what is the cost of human life. I mean, literally, what is the cost of this human life? Um, you wouldn't have foreseen that when we were playing Britney Spears records. No, I didn't really? see it. Huh. I didn't see it. That's I, weird because I thought this was inevitable. Yeah, did you? Back then. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah. saw this one coming. <laughs> um, and it has been. Um, I talked to somebody else who is involved in this. Um, you know, in her own way, um, Emily Miller. Uh, I talked to her this weekend, and and she's having a difficult time because she's seeing all of the. She gets all of these, you know, emails and passports and everything. Can you help get me out? And uh, and she we had a long conversation about how people like us are not equipped to to see the names and the stories of thousands of people mm-hmm. and know they may not get out. And And we're like, no, just get them out. How do we get them out? And once you get into it. It's extraordinarily difficult, especially when the most powerful nation on earth is blocking you every step of the way. And this this State Department has blocked us. Now, it's my understanding that uh, the State Department helped at the last minute on uh, one of these planes. I got to be really careful. Um, But. I'm talking historically, they have blocked us every single step of the way. Uzbekistan, as I just told you a minute ago, we had that ready to go. And we had, I believe it would have been clearly, you know what we had planned. I think that would be clearly by far the largest private airlift in human history. Um, It was astounding. And it was ready. It was literally within three hours to go. And the ambassador from um, the United States to uh, Uzbekistan said, you can't let that happen. You can't let these planes land. And so they called it off. Giving no reason for that? Nope. 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 Uh, No reason. Uh, And it's really difficult to find countries to even let a plane land if you don't have the State Department's approval. Because the State Department has to say, in so many words, but this happens all the time. This is a regular thing that happens. Um, every military plane, everything, needs this kind of permission. And uh, it just basically says, we vouch for the people running this plane and that it's not human trafficking and it's, it's good. Well, they wouldn't give us any of those clearances. And when they would give us clearances, we would get them and they'd be expired. So your plane can take off at eight o'clock. We would get it at 9 p.m. And we'd be, well, what do you, Mm. it's expired. Oh, crap. Did we get that too late? Oh, shoot. That's the, that's the, that's the good, happy parts of working with the, State Department. The others are just clear blocks. 
So <clears throat> we had this all planned and then they blocked us. And now how do we get them out? So we had another plan um, and we were blocked on that. So we wrote to the ambassador of Pakistan. I never expected to get a letter back from, I mean, when I was told, Glenn, um, you, you really, you're the guy who should write this. I'm like, okay, I don't know really much about Pakistan. I don't know <laughs> anything. I'm probably not the guy to be doing this. Uh, yeah, no, he'll take a letter from you. Does he know I'm kind of a clown and really don't <laughs> have a, he'll take it from you. So I wrote the letter that I just posted a few minutes ago. And in a few minutes, I will post the letter uh, I got back. And uh, he pledged his support. And everybody was celebrating. I was like, well, okay. I mean, right? Everything's good, right? Right? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I don't fit in the room, honestly, with all these people. Hmm. And, um, and uh, they said, well, let's see what he can do. So the last two weeks... He has been moving mountains and I think to personal risk to himself. And I've done some homework on this guy. He is the number two cricket player in the world. He was educated hmm. in Cambridge um, and saw what his country was doing and saw that his country was a military run country and said it really shouldn't be run by the military. And he's trying to balance things out and trying to change uh pakistan at least that's my understanding and if you have a different understanding don't tell me okay uh anyway so that is uh, that's my understanding of of who he is and but he has to balance because some of the people are deeply in bed not just with the old taliban the new taliban and the new Taliban is with ISIS and bad. And, and so there's all kinds of influences. And, you know, that country is really important that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands because they have nukes. And I do believe that he understands that. And I do believe that he's trying. Um, we're not going to agree on everything um, by any stretch. But all I want to say about him is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. If it wasn't for the Pakistani prime minister, none of these planes would be taking off today. None of them. Uh, they're even letting us use their airspace. Um, we were kind of going to cut some corners. And then the State Department uh, strangely told Iran about it. Uh, and so mm. we couldn't do we couldn't cut any corners or do anything. Uh, and we actually had to then figure out once he got permission, we had to figure out where can we land this plane? So we reached out to our friends in Georgia and Georgia is a great country that they get the whole communism and everything else. And they said, we'll take the planes. So we had to fly him to, uh, Georgia and you can't fly. Cam air is the official airline from Afghanistan it can't land in Western countries. Um, and so you can't get permission to land that plane in Western countries. So we had to go someplace. So we had to get them on the ground in the middle of the night in Georgia. Then we asked the government of, of um, Ukraine, can you help us get Ukrainian airlines to 
to loan us a plane and pick these guys up. So the Ukrainians were involved getting a second plane, which then took this one group to Portugal, where Portugal had been prepared by the FIFA people, the soccer people, because the girls we don't have. It's it's sketchy right now. I am not sure exactly how many girls. uh, I mean, I have the name. I have the the uh, manifest, but it's. 32 of the uh, FIFA female athletes and their families. Uh, and we're not sure if everyone got out at this point. Uh, I was told they did, but then I was told this morning, maybe not. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but that's how we got them. That's how we got them out. And I want you to read my letter. I just posted it on Instagram and Twitter. I want you to read that because you'll understand there's much, much, much more to this story. This is one plane that we are talking about that got out this weekend. What if you told the State Department you're only evacuating Guatemalans <laughs> from Afghanistan? They would let us fly them right directly into the United them States. In, right here. Right straight here. here. Yeah, if I had Haitians, yes. I could fly them into <laughs> Oklahoma. Yes. Okay? Yes. I mean, I found it so ironic that... The State Department and the United States government and this White House have blocked us for weeks to get not only these girls out, but also Americans. And there's some news coming on Americans, um, but uh, they've blocked us over and over again. And then while I'm on the phone with this, I look up at the TV and I see these giant gray tails picking up people on our border. What? And they're flying yeah. them where? What? I mean, I can't believe it. They're, I, they're taking off every thirty minutes mm. for the next seventy-two hours. Wow, that is my wow. That sounds like a yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, is it really yeah. every thirty minutes? Yes, Th- there's some for seventy-two hours. Yes. Wow, I wonder where they got that plan. Yeah, I would. I'd oh like to know as well. Oh my gosh, there's some question as to <sighs> Haiti trying to block <sighs> some of the flights, which is really yeah. Incredible. Well, we don't want them back. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, okay. We're kind of, I don't know if anyone's been following the news. We've had some of our issues of our own recently and don't necessarily uh, need an additional uh, 15,000 15, Haitians right who have not been moment. checked or we don't know the health status or yeah. whatever else is going on. We to- know we're currently blocking our prime minister from leaving the country because we think he might have killed the last one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so but that's not right a problem, is now, it? No, maybe not no, our no. best time for new visitors. You know, <laughs> I don't think these people are. Do you, do you uh, think that they fly to Mexico, or are these people that have already fled their country and were living? Yeah, they believe it's a mix. They, they believe, you know, they're like, oh, well, many of them may be Haitians uh, that had previously settled in Venezuela. I'm like, oh, great. Well, that makes it way better. Much <laughs> better. Yeah. They got a little Venezuelan okay. influence before <laughs> to our border. And now they're living under a bridge in uh, Texas. A beautiful so bridge. A beautiful bridge. Oh, beautiful you don't bridge. know. It's Property at that underneath that bridge? Oh. It's worth goes, dollars. Oh, my God. Almost. It's, it's really, almost worth dollars. It's hard to get. It's hard to get property there, especially <laughs> especially this time of year. Yeah, very no, hard to very get property hard. there. And they said they did say that many of them were leaving and crossing the Rio Grande back into Mexico oh, to get sure, food. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, going back would, and forth. And then they would just come back across. And it's like, yeah. I don't, maybe 
maybe if they leave, we don't let them cross again. Yeah. I mean, we know where they are. Well, I've seen it. Maybe just an idea. Maybe when they leave, it's like a concert. No re-entry. You got to have a stamp to get back in on your hand. <laughs> Did you see the video uh, with the Haitians on, running before, up the- Wait, wait. Before we get to that, may I just ask, do you think that there were any Haitians that may have been living in like Panama that once they said they were going back to Haiti, everybody on the plane, they were like, no, 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 no. Because we're going back to Panama. Go back, go back to Panama. Panama. <laughs> I mean, there had to be a lot that were like, I don't want to go to Haiti. No, 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 no. You don't know what Haiti's like. <laughs> I lived there for a while. We, we don't want to mm. go back. No. Uh, there's so many of them. Running up, there's there's a video of, of a bunch of Haitians crossing the Rio Grande and Border Patrol agents on horseback trying to stop them. And there's just so many of them that compared to the border agents that there's they just overwhelm the system and there's no way you can stop. Wow. Overwhelm the system. That's the other plan that Mm -hmm. I've heard before. Mm -hmm. Where did I hear Mm -hmm. overwhelm the system? Doesn't sound Uh, familiar. That's weird. And Mm -hmm. I have to I have to thank uh, the great governor of our state for putting every state. I I was driving just to the grocery store at 170 miles an hour because there ain't a cop anywhere to be found (laughs) on the highways of Texas because they're all down on the border. I don't know if you saw those those pictures lined, but they it was the state that protected our nation, not the U.S. government because they won't do it. They won't do it. And so it was the state. Yes, you're welcome, America. Our tax dollars went to protect all of America, not just our state. It's insane what's going on. Back in a minute. Boy. I was just going to say, boy, I wish I could tell you a, another story that you want to talk about insane what America is doing, but I can't. I will soon. My Patriot Supply. Most people don't spend a lot of time, uh, if any, focusing on self-sufficiency and preparedness. I've been a prepper before it was cool. It's still not cool. But I'm going to pretend it is. America is facing a severe, severe problem, a buttload of them. On Wednesday, uh, if you choose to watch my Wednesday night special, you will get a handle on why is all of this happening and what is the plan? And how's the wait? How, how do you print so much money and it's not going to be a problem? I'm going to show you the um, the pending economic collapse and not just of the united states but of the west an economic collapse of biblical proportions are you ready for it i'm going to do that special on wednesday but may i suggest today go to preparewithglenn.com save 50 dollars off each four-week food kit that you order order today and your food will arrive fast in unmarked boxes protect your privacy uh it uh it it, it will come uh, unmarked. You'll be fine. Don't tell your neighbors you have a lot of this. And don't say you weren't warned. Preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more about that coming up in, in just a minute. I, I want to tell you some more behind the scenes things. Once you, it's weird when you are in something as big as this airlift that uh, started yesterday, 
by the Nazarene Fund. When you're involved in something like this, you cannot imagine the number of people and uh, connections and uh, <laughs> things you can and cannot say. It is very bizarre. It is very bizarre. Um, the international relationships, and I am not a guy to get involved. I don't want to be a guy involved in international relationships. I want to be a friend to everybody. Hey, good for you. Good for you. Let's leave each other alone. Uh, and um, there are some forces here in America that are doing all they can um, to to hurt some of those relationships. Uh, and it is it's wild to watch, really wild to watch. I want to thank you for doing what you've done to help support the NazareneFund.org. Um, because of you, a lot more than 32 uh, athletes got out this weekend. Uh, I can't give you any more details than that, but I, I can't thank you enough. If it wasn't for you, none of these people would be free today. This is the Glenn Beck Program.